0: This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church podcast.
1: Good morning. Welcome uh Welcome to Caleb's house. <laughs> Otherwise known as Revolution Bunker. Uh you got Caleb over here. He's a little under the weather today. He'd appreciate your thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. if you pray. I know that there's there is uh, one thing on everybody's mind right now, and uh, I was thinking about how do we how do we talk about it? You know, I mean, going back into space is a big deal. Okay, that was a joke. Had a bad joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no. Um, uh, seriously, folks. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, Hey, my 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 nephew James is online today. That's cool. If you see James Chapman in the chat, that's my nephew. Um, so yeah, it's uh, been really insane here. Yeah, it was definitely a dad joke. Um, <laughs> I'm a dad. I'm allowed, right? <laughs> that's the great thing about being a dad is you get able to do really you get dumb, license to do dumb jokes. I should have known when I tried it on Pete this morning and it just fell flat not to do it. But <laughs> what do you do in times like this, man? Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's been, you know, how do you speak about today? You know, how do I speak to you today? Um, I am literally in the middle of uh, the social unrest uh, and what some, you know, rioting and looting Yes, um, but also uh, the horrific murder of George Floyd. And uh, I think a lot of us have just even forgot that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've honestly been around more people in the past few days than I have in three months, um, still trying to wear my mask and social distance and things like that, Um my my neighborhood um, is uh, has has gone through a lot of uh a lot of the unrest a lot of the rioting happened right where I live um, I had to take my kids to their mom's house um, just because I wanted to keep them safe uh, not knowing what would happen um, you know the the liquor store on the corner right where I live is gone um, today I was talking to Caleb because he's been taking kind of a little social media sab- sabbatical and just naming all the places that that are gone is um, it's uh, it's a lot to take in you know um, but it's still you know was it Monday when we saw the, the video of uh, George Floyd? I think, yeah, I think it was Monday. I, I can't even keep track of the days anymore. Um, seeing that video uh, pretty much right when it was released yeah, shocked me. Like, it shocked all of America. And we're all responding really, in, I think, out of the depths of our hearts and not don't know what to do because this keeps happening um when i was in new york this happened uh to a man who's just selling cigarettes and um to sit there and watch this cop literally squeeze the life out of george floyd um You know, horrific is, is is I, I guess, the word I would use. It was a nightmare um, to see this happen. Um, darkness and trauma are a place that I'm used to being. Um, I kind of, with my mental health, kind of always feel like I'm living in that zone. Um But you know, it was just horrific to, to see that, and to see people begging the officer to remove his knee, and that his rage, maybe his prejudice, his training, uh, his pride, or something, would not allow him to listen to the uh, the humanity of others obviously he knew he was being filmed and that didn't do anything that didn't hold any accountability to that police officer or any of those police officers. Uh, no one intervened. People tried to intervene, but what do you do when all the men have guns and there's nothing you can do? Um, so I think the reaction to what has happened is, uh, an honest gut reaction. And, uh, grateful that the officer was arrested and then they pushed that through so you know i guess that's where i start there but um this country has in and racism of this uh, the racism in this country uh, uh, you know and the socioeconomic issues in this country are, are, are horrible and i don't think we understand that uh this is this is how you know our society is set up in this way where you know we're we're uh sorry folks it's a tough day I'm, i'm i'm lost for words today um but capitalism doesn't always work for the bottom few and uh and there's a lot of fear uh Unfortunately, put on those in, who who live in poverty, and especially if you are a person of color, and uh, a lot of animosity and anger and hurt, and uh, you know a lot of resentment, and a lot of people who have these thoughts of, well, you wouldn't be in this position if you were A, B, or C, or if you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, not realizing the history that our society has with disenfranchising. Uh, people of color and 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 people uh, who are poor, and so uh, we have a hell of a hell of a job ahead of us. Um, I took notes, so I'm going to try to look at my notes, so I don't just sit here and babble on to you guys. Um, you know, where do we go from here, and what are the answers? Um, there's been horrible rioting. I, I I mean, I watched my neighborhood go down in flames, the post office, um, which was, was tough because it was strange to watch, you know, a bunch of white kids break into the post office originally. And, you know, them not realizing that the, the repercussions that it would have on the community of color, um, and and uh seeing that was just i mean the insensitivity there you know i mean um and, you know they're angry and they they may be angry about things as well but not realizing uh, seeing people not realize that that their actions are going to cause a reaction that probably won't even be mm-hmm. put towards them um I mean, such things like the bank and 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 the local grocery store and the Target and living in a low income area and knowing that those things are are now gone to, and my community doesn't have those things anymore, um, but also understanding the response of the community and, and and the horror of of you know seeing someone murdered in front of you and and the government not being able to do anything about it and you know I was thinking about uh, I was talking to to Pete as always um, but you know how. People and officers in the UK are, are held to a higher standard, and um, you know it, it's harder for our officers here to be to be persecuted or persecuted to be uh, yes, yes. prosecuted um, because they have unions and uh, people protecting them and lawyers, and because their job is so hard, we kind of you know give them a little bit more of an area, gray area for them and me wondering is that maybe this is something that needs to be changed. Um but that's more difficult than just saying it. So let's not just, you know, it's very easy for me to say that but we have to look that we have a long 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 road ahead of us. But I'm angry. Um I'm mad as hell um for George Floyd and his family and his loved ones. I'm angry at the officers uh for their lack of humanity and empathy um you know and i'm just sad that my that the effect that this is going to have on the folks in my neighborhood i mean man i've got a car i can drive a little further to you know go the other way uptown and 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 still take care of myself but a lot of those folks won't be able to do that um I think we need to, to think about you know what where do we go from here what, what are what are some answers? and um, how do we respond as individuals and as a community? And the thing is is I mean being in the thick of it, it's hard for me to to, to realize I mean this has happened in LA um, Atlanta, two cities I've lived in Atlanta is is, is, is a home to me in Brooklyn, another and in New York and Manhattan. Other cities I love, um, countless cities, but being here in the middle of it right now, it's hard to uh, focus on what's happening all over the place because you're just in the thick of things. And it's uh, today I was trying to step back a little bit and, and, and see what was going on. And I, I, my sister kept checking up on me and was, was kind of updating me on what was happening in some of the other cities. Um, there's some great... Great pe- people to, to hear. I, if you haven't heard uh, Killer Mike the rapper um, give his talk, uh, He gave a, a media conference in Atlanta. Um, that is really, really worth finding online. Cornell West uh, gave a great interview with Anderson Cooper. Um, that's also a really great place to go and listen. Um, I think we really need to be listening to people who are leaders in the community and people of color who are leaders in the community and, and, and hear their voice and hear what they're saying and, uh, listen and find a way we can be proactive, but I don't think there's going to be a silver bullet answer. Um, our anger really can lead to to good, um, action. I think our, our anger can lead to good action, but it can also, uh, be led to manipulate people. And so I think we have to be careful that our anger does not manipulate us and does not allow us to take the lower road to divide us further. You know, I'm always talking about grace. I'm always talking about forgiveness. I'm always talking about love. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's this time. It is this time that we are in is where those concepts become actions and words and thoughts and require deep thinking and deep conviction um, for us to to uh, to make a change if we want to see change Um, so yes be angry you know yes, let your voice be heard, but realize that there's more than that to it. Um, Let's not let the powers that be divide us. Let's not let politicians divide us. Let's not let politics divide us. You know, we're seeing a great injustice. And I think we can, we can, come together and agree that a man does not deserve to be murdered. Um, Of course, I thought we could come together over children being locked in cages as well. And uh, we seem to move on from that pretty fast. And I hope this is something that we will not move on from. But in order for us to not move on, we have to to surrender our short attention span that social media and the television and, and the media itself continues to, uh, perpetrate perpetuate perpetuate, perpetuate. Um, and even our own president you know says something and then we all focus on that um, I don't have the answers I mean I'm I'm in the middle of this thing and I've contacted some of my friends I, I talked to Pastor Lawrence and just asked him you know to guide me in this and what I could do and right now I'm just trying to be a friend and loving and and a voice of compassion but at the same time making it clear what's happening and allowing people to see what's happening here in Minneapolis in uptown basically on Lake Street where I live Um, propagandists have always known that horrible events can be used to manipulate people and we have to be careful of propaganda um you know white supremacists are using this as to benefit them um more leftist groups are using this to benefit them uh benefit their cause uh you know the president has honestly said some horribly insensitive things um that really anger me um but honestly, I don't think he speaks for everyone. I don't think he speaks for every. Cons- I know he doesn't speak for every conservative. I, a lot of my conservative friends are often the people who reach out to me first. To be honest with you, and and we talk about these things and and weep over these things together. So I, I I'm not going to play that game by any means. Um, You know, I just want to encourage us everyone not to let not to be manipulated through this, not to let propaganda manipulate you through this, not to, to 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 react in such a way where we just jump, but where we're able to sit with our anger and figure out how to breathe, you know, how to let these thoughts go through our head, how to deal with our action and not react right away, but how can we react in a way that will 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 change things. Um, yesterday I, I was online and um, you know I saw one of my colleagues be like you know if we all just go in November and vote and vote Trump out this will make every everything will get better you know or start to get better and I, I've lived long enough in this country to know that I have not seen a president who has eradicated racism. Um, you know, it might help, yeah, but but I, I I just I think we have to be careful not to think like, well, we'll just let them do it. You know, all I got to do is go into a booth and go, you know, and that'll take care of it. Yeah, we've got to go into booths, but we also have to do things rather than just thinking about the president. We have to think about people on the local level as well, and really research these folks to see, you know, who is really open to police reform, who is really open to uh, uh, treating the the community with humanity. Um, and and that's not always amongst party lines i've learned that in the past from people i voted for and realized that you know oh i voted for a very intolerant uh democrat and maybe should have rethought that uh, and, and that was tough um so you know you know i mean i remember the, the the stop and frisk when i was living in new york you know and and things like that And i mean i've just seen this 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 you know racism is is something that we all have to come together and and confront this and 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 acknowledge the parts that we play in it as well as uh, be intolerant of it um So when I talk about thinking hard and thinking different and and really challenging yourself to think um, differently, um, this is that time. um, And we must start at our community and and, and I think finding ways to work uh, with our local police and nationally Uh, to call for reform, I think, is an an important place to start. We all, thank God, have different parts to play, and we all have different convictions. Um, But what I hope is we can take those convictions and use them in such a progressive way, in, in such a deep way, that we can start to find the sources of where our convictions lie and the underlining, you know, what is the foundation here and who do we need to reach out to to, to make these things change, um, but I think we definitely have to to reform uh, the police. You know, I think it's 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 something we have to do. But I think that comes through working with the community, working with community leaders, working with our 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 our, our local state politicians and city politicians and figuring out ways to communicate. And so I've already been thinking about that. That's why uh, I, I reached out to Pastor Reverend uh, Pastor Lawrence. And, you know, just, you know, and we're going to wait for this to kind of blow over a little bit, but have that conversation of how can we start meeting with people? How can we start to do the hard work? Um, yes, you know, protesting is important. Civil disobedience is very important, and, and it makes a huge difference. It, 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 huge change but then we have to have leaders who are willing to go in and, and have these hard conversations you know and, and talk about things like better training uh, you know background checks uh, maybe even things like uh, dialectic behavioral therapy uh, taught to these officers so they're able to uh, mm-hmm. take their anger and control their anger and put it into a different place and, and to do the opposite action of, of what they might think, you know, I mean, they think, you know, fight or flight, you know what I mean, and, and maybe find that place in the middle, uh, you know, but the, but that comes through a lot of hard work and a lot of training, and uh, a lot of hard conversations. So I, I just don't think we, we can have this. There's just not a silver bullet. And I wish there was and I wish I could come here and give you some inspirational speech today and say, you know, let's fight the system and do all that but I want to fight the system but we have to go to the system we have to be willing to have the hard conversations we have to be willing to put in the hard work you know it, it, this is not easy to do this is not something that happens overnight um, and, and this is something that if we allow ourselves to just become numb to it and move on and just be like well we protest and we did what we could now let's move on that's not all we can do you know, um, one of the things that Killer Mike was saying was, is that, you know, we've got to, you know, beat up the politicians at the polls. Yes. Um, but we've also got to figure out ways to how do we, we call our representatives? How do we have meetings with our representatives? You know, um, and I've been lucky enough in my work to be able to sit down with politicians and to sit down with, 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 with community leaders and have these hard conversations but it requires taking time, going to these places, building relationships, and earning their trust to a point where you're able to sit down and have these conversations. Um, but that's me. That's, that's, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not saying that this is how we do it. I'm saying that this is why I hope we can do it. You know, this is way I hope we can, you know, uh, revolution can do it Here. And, you know, I have not been extremely focused on the community in Minneapolis as much as I should. Um, I've been really focused on my work, but if I'm going to be put my boots on the ground and get involved, you know, I want to get involved with having these conversations, talking to the community and 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 seeing ways to change us, even if it's sitting down with individual officers and just you know trying to talk about empathy and what empathy looks like and what empathy looks like in the moment of when we lose our anger and when we lose our tempers and when we're scared and we're afraid and how do we react with compassion in those moments of fear? You know, um, uh, I used to have an awful temper. And, and, and it took me a lot of therapy and a lot of things to, to, to change that and not constantly react and not let that temper fly off and not hurt others around me and not put others in danger around me. And, and there was a time where I did put people in danger because of my temper. You know, because if you hurt somebody I loved, I was just off, off to the races. You know, let's fight, let's get into each other's faces, let's, you know. And uh, I had to, to learn to step back. and 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 sometimes walk away and and come back later or to learn how to calm down and have a conversation and explain this is why i'm angry this is why you're overstepping your boundaries um anyway i'm not going to have a ton for you today because honestly i'm tired i haven't been sleeping um and i'm I'm worried about the country i'm worried about my community I'm, i'm worried about my uh, brothers and sisters of color um, i live in uh, my apartment complex is majority somalian and i love my somali brothers and sisters they're an amazing part of minneapolis and this community there's a huge community of somalians here um, you know and i know that they're 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 discriminated against you know i was robbed a few months ago you know, and the first thing the cops were, you know, near my house and they were asking, you know, were they Somalians? Were they Somal-? And I'm like, no, they weren't Somalians, you know. Um, and it's just strange. It, 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 here was the night that, that, that George Floyd was, was life was taken. I was driving home very late at night and and uh, got pulled over by a police officer and he stopped me and he's like, "Do you know, you like sped through town. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was a, a speed limit. He's like, well, you passed you, you pass through speed limit signs. And I was like, honestly, I didn't see him. You know, my bad, you know, um, just, you know, I'll take the ticket, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, well, honesty is is really important to me. So I'll let you go. You know, no big deal. You know, and, and that was probably part of me being white and privileged and in the area that I was in. You know yeah. that I—I I mean, I should have gotten a speeding ticket if I passed three speed, three, <laughs> three signs, of speed limit signs. Just you yeah. know, and I'm just like a bat out of hell, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really a fast driver, but um, I'm all over the place today. So for you those who's sticking with me right now, I appreciate it. I'm just in pain, just like the rest of the country, and uh, and I want us to be able to do better. So so a call to reform, a call to change, uh, protesting, letting your voice being heard, social media posts are great, um, but it will not be enough. Um, Hard work of reform will be needed. Um, Like I said, no moving to the next hot topic. A lot will be demanded of us. If we truly want to be a part of justice, it's one thing to demand justice. It's another thing to play, be a a cog in the machine that helps bring justice. So that's with hard work. Uh, You know, how, Jay, how do I meet with, you know, I can hear people. well, how do I do that? How do I meet with those people? How will they listen to me? And, you know, there's community organizations that are doing this. You know, there are community organizations that are meeting together um, and doing this. You know, we can join part of that, you know, as a pastor who's been a minister in, in Bryant Lake Bowl for, you know, six or seven years in uh, in the community. You know, I'm lucky enough to be able to be with other pastors and, and, and meet with community leaders and, and politicians and have these conversations. And so I'm going to try to do my part as well and have these Uh, these conversations it just requires tough work and this isn't pull yourself up by your bootstraps work it's just saying if we want to see change we have to be a part of that change we have to be cogs in the machine and everybody will play different parts you know Um, yes we need social unrest yes we we need uh, protests yeah I mean those civil I mean it's important it was a huge part of King's work Um, but another big part of Pink King's work was sitting down with his enemies, literally people who wanted to kill him and eventually did, um, sitting with them and having the hard conversations and going to the highest form of government to say, we have got to make a change. You know, right now there needs to be laws. Officers need to be held accountable to how they treat others. Um, you know, and often when I've talked about LGBTQ plus rights, you know, people say, well, how do I work with someone who does not recognize my humanity? And today I will tell you, it it's time to find out. That's how I feel. It's time to find out. If we want to be, we, 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 we want to see change, this might be the time for us to find out how do we meet with those who, who do not recognize our humanity. My heroes, my theological heroes my social justice heroes are human beings whose humanity was not recognized and still to this day some of their their humanity is not recognized um you know who confronted the injustice forward straight on and uh lost their lives because they were willing to go to places where their humanity was not recognized um But their work has created an atmosphere for us to continue to work. And they have given us great strategies, great maps, roadmaps on how to do this work and how to make change. Um, It's just so easy for us to get distracted with easy answers. And from what I've realized from philosophy and theology and nonviolence even anarchy, because everybody's saying, "Oh, these anarchists are everywhere." Well, when you understand anarchy, you realize, well, these aren't anarchists. People don't realize is that the the circle that the A in is actually an O that stands for order. You know, so it's like they, their idea of anarchist is like, you know, the Sex Pistols. Like that must be anarchy. You know, spray paint anarchy. I saw anarchy symbols spray painted through town, and I'm just like, you know, that's a that's a more severe idea of 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 anarchy it's like saying like all like white nationalists or those that's what conservatives are you know like right. oh the conservatives are out you know what i mean it would be like summing them up like that um but you know how i had to, have to find that out through reading a long boring book about the subject through putting in the hard work and through thinking critically and um You know, last night I reached out to a reporter who kept, you anarchist, 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 anarchist. And I just said, you know, you really need to inform yourself on what anarchists are and what anarchy actually is before you throw this word around on the news as just, you know, they're all this one type of of people, you know. Because for some reason in this country, we just think, oh, there's black and there's white and there's right and there's left and there's conservative and there's – you know, and if they're not part of this, they're not part of the 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 – the the social makeup of this country but this country is very different it's why it's really hard for me for some of my progressive friends who are like if you just vote this way and just think this way and i'm like but what about of us who are disillusioned with the whole system you know you're you're telling me i have to join the system to change the system but i'm saying i feel like i'm not a part of the system and how do i operate outside of that how do I come in and say, well I'm not I don't want the system has to change. I want to change the system. And I'm glad that there's a lot of you within that system helping change this, but there's some of us outside of the system who just doesn't feel like either side represents who we are or what we do. I mean it reminds me of the public enemy song by the time I get to Arizona where he says neither I'm not represented neither by the jackass or the elephant. You know? So there there aren't easy answers, but communicating with each other and learning to communicate with those in leadership yes and voting and doing certain things like that are important but some of us don't want to vote because we don't feel like we're part of the system too so i mean it's very complicated it's just not really it's so complex so you know really what i think a lot of people want now are are really inspiring uh talks uh and hearing things uh, uh, of hope and i'm just saying like we, we 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 can be hopeful but unless we decide to really put our our feet on the ground um and and put our voices to other people's ears you know just having people sign petitions and things like that are helpful but that takes a second and this is something that's going to take a lot of work yeah. and, and and to be honest with you i, I don't know if we will ever get rid of uh i don't think we'll ever be rid of racism completely i don't think we'll ever be rid of legalism i don't think we'll ever be rid of, of people who are hateful and who are victims of misinformation um You know, but how can we at least look at people like the police in all our communities uh, and say, how do we make sure that these folks aren't victims of misinformation when they come in as officers and when they are serving the community? You know, how do we get in there and and make sure that people who are white supremacists uh, are are not allowed to join uh, the force, you know, Um you know, is that through testing? Is that through sensitivity training? Is that through um, uh, therapeutic ways? To, I mean, there, there's many ways to do this. Um, it's just sitting down and going, like, what is what is what is possible? You know, and it might not even be something like paying officers more, um, but also holding them to a, a, a different level. You know, okay, we're not going to solve that today, but. These are things like I just want you to think about. I just want you to sit back and think. I want you to listen to this and go like, oh, there's hard work there. I mean, I just think that that's why Jesus talks about taking up your cross and dying to yourself and and being patient and different things like that is because uh, that's what was required to do hard work. I mean, I just I'm not sitting here because I read the Bible for face value. You know, none of the hard decisions I've ever made where I've come out and made huge stands for uh, people and, and communities came from me just going like, I, and it should have, probably just should have been just like, this is the right thing to do. But, um, but, you know, it came from studying and understanding now the Bible doesn't rule my life like it used to. But, you know, it came from really hard work of, go, you know, I had somebody the other day, it's like, well, you just, you know, the Bible is just text and so the text is misinterpreted and I said yeah because it's not read within its context and you have to look deeper and you have to look at Greek and you have to look at Hebrew and you have to understand what are 2000 year old Middle Eastern customs you know it it requires hard work and then looking at philosophy and trying to to read books that I can barely get my brain in and then Pete being like oh well you've got to read that book first and not understand it and then go back and try to read it again and then maybe you'll get something out of it and I'm going like I don't want to do that that's hard but I am so grateful for the time when I do put in the hard work um, to build relationships, to build friendships, to studying, uh, to making change. Um, I always feel like I come to a better conclusion the more educated I am, the more understanding I have. And that's what I hope that we can kind of start to find through this stuff is really doing hard work. Um, We will have to struggle to not surrender to victimhood um I think that a lot of the powers that be uh, love that they want us to think that we're victims and that we have to be victims and um I think we can be victims that that become victors <laughs> to sound like a preacher, but that we can we we can you know a lot of times the people who change things are victims of violence or victims of rape or victims of, 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 of child abuse or victims of, you know, most of the people that I work with, with, with recovery are, are all recovering alcoholics. You know, I mean, they're victims. They're people who've been there and done it and gone through it. And so how do we just, we don't allow that to, to just hold on to the saying like, well, you've hurt me. And you know, how do we, do well, you've hurt me. And you know what, we're not going to let you hurt anybody else. Mm-hmm. So we must work hard to help others recognize our shared humanity that's what we've always tried to do at Revolution and we'll continue to do that work Um, but it is hard work Um, and it's not you don't get rich doing that unfortunately Um, but we can't change history or our long legacy of brutality and and racism and sexism and heterosexism and things like that with, with just a sign or social media. You know, conversation will need to be had, working to influence and change the powers that be, organizing and finding ways to talk with those in power. I'm reading my notes. Um, We will need to work with them to truly influence change. And this is not an easy task. And I'll end with this, and then we can maybe do a little back and forth, um, or just talk about comments, whatever, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but MLK knew this deeper meaning that was required of hard work and looking deeper, and he lost his popularity uh, because he decided to fight the disease rather than the symptoms that we could all see. And obviously the symptoms are obvious, sometimes the most obvious things. And we fight these symptoms and and we go after the symptoms. Um, But it seemed like King realized that, you know, we've got a problem with capitalism. We've got a problem with, uh, with the inequality of, of wealth in this country, you know, um, workers' rights and different things like that. And so he started to really hit some of those things really hard and um, from what i've studied and from uh, even from his own daughter is that you know when he was assassinated he was at his most unpopular uh, and now we celebrate king and we talk about how great he is and how wonderful he is and we use him and everybody uses him almost like the bible you know they just we cherry pick him and go oh he was this and this and this i mean he was a human, amazing human being and that really does speak of his influence but you know, remembering that he was unpopular because he was—he he knew that there was a, a, that we had to—he had to go down deeper, and he started to work uh, for the, the garbage workers' rights, and um, you know, everybody thought he lost his focus. And what I think was, was he, his focus actually just got tighter, and realizing there was another problem. That had to be confronted as well you know he confronted the war in vietnam he confronted these things and people started to get upset because he started to realize you know he started to go like there's a issue here there's issues here issues here and uh the white community was afraid of him and turned on him and even his own community uh did not support him as much when he was killed unfortunately so um but what I'm saying is, is is it's not this isn't a popularity contest this isn't like I'm gonna sell a thousand books if I do this you know I'm, I'm, my podcast isn't gonna be the hottest thing in the world if I talk about doing hard work if I talk to you about the easy things and I and I, oh yeah I'll just do this and you know I get a thousand likes you know if I say oh yeah it's you know you're gonna to have to go back to school and spend three years doing this and you're gonna to have to do this or you're gonna to have to put on a suit or you're gonna to have to do you know it becomes like oh, I don't want to do any of that stuff Um but the people who've influenced me, those are the people who spent so much time putting in hard work that we, none of us see, you know? So this is, is, it's not the way to, to popularity, but it is the way to change. And I hope we'll look at it and see that. And I think there's a lot of great people doing that work. I see that a lot in Atlanta. I see I, in Atlanta, I'll see it a lot here in Minneapolis is a lot of my friends who, who are the un, unsung heroes of this city. Um, you know, yesterday I asked people to, 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 to follow Pastor Larry, you know, Lawrence, Pastor Lawrence. Sorry, he's Larry something up on his, his Instagram. Um, but Pastor Lawrence, you know, and it was funny to see, like, like, it just wasn't that popular of a thing. We were like, oh, that's fine. You know, everything else, you know, oh, pictures. I like those, you know, but following this pastor might, <laughs> you know, I don't know how awesome that is. Um, and it's honestly really awesome because he's one of the unsung heroes of our community. And, uh, I, I've realized that I've, I've got to spend more time under his leadership so I can grow and become a better leader in my own community. Um, obviously my community, literally my front door outside my front door was affected this week and, 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 uh, I need to figure out what I can do in this, this very divided city, um, and I happen to be in the right place. I feel like that, the right place and surrounded by the right people. And so it's time for me to look to them and say, you know, here I am, white male with, you know, what do I do? What, 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 what can I do? You know, what can I do to help change us? Who can we meet with? You know, who can we talk to, to, uh, to make your life and to make this world better, to help you live well and not have to be afraid of calling the police. All right. So we're going to let you guys, um, uh, you know, and Charlotte has been going through it too. I just saw that. So yeah, feeling very hopeless right now, folks. So Caleb, do we have anything?
0: Yeah, we got a lot of really insightful feed, uh, feedback. Um, people saying that they're also experiencing it in their cities, um uh, James says this is what happens when governments and establishments deny basic human rights and those who are in power are not checked. We have a president who doesn't, oh that's your nephew. yeah, we have a president who does not care about either. Um, this is way deeper than politics, says Fred. Um, Anger needs to be constructive, not destructive says Robert. Um, It's crazy out there in Portland Christopher says Um, Zoe points out Voting out Trump will not fix this problem Robert says Somebody was shot here in Erie, Pennsylvania Last night (sighs) Um, And then Zoe also points out That Joe Biden created the conditions To incarcerate thousands of black people And repeating this Not a party line
1: Right Yeah.
0: Um, Michael says we must force Changes within the entire system This country was built On slavery In different ways it has never gone away The way we treat each other Stand up when wrong is being Done around us Changing laws and our leaders We can no longer allow inequality to be acceptable
1: Yeah And maybe some of us should actually start running for office As well I'd like to see some people that I can relate to. I, I honestly was impressed with our mayor um, who, 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 and a lot of people did not like this, and this is not a popular stance necessarily, but who surrendered the third precinct, who had the police leave the third precinct. Oh, wow. Um, and did not do anything. But the reason I liked that is because it seemed to be the one, the thing that was going to cause the less casualties, the least casualties. And it was a nonviolent move. And he said, people and human beings are more important than brick and mortar, you know. And then there were other people saying, well, no, it's the significance, it's the imagery, it's the sign, it's it's a, it's a beacon, you know. We can't have that, you know. And I, who gives a damn about a beacon, mm. you know? this is about human life and and, and having a, a, a mayor who, who who realized that human life was more important than a, than a building. Um, as sad as I am to see that gone and, and, and to see that services will suffer in that area. I, I was really grateful to see, see a, a, some a leader who gave a damn enough about human life, mm-hmm. you know, and wasn't like we have to be, we have to have an, uh, you know, this, this example of power, but no, you know, yeah. let's let's let humans live and then figure out what to do from there. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, no, yeah.
0: This whole thing is just so huge and so overwhelming. And to try to look at what what is affecting what, you know, to look at like the little, little tiny moving parts and say, oh, well, 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 this is causing this. And then people, you know, are, are reacting to this. And um, it's just it's just overwhelming to try to see the whole picture at once. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thomas says we also have to recognize that racism happens daily in millions of ways, of smaller ways, in order to keep change, we also need to keep focus... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, We need to also focus on smaller, smaller incremental change. Yeah. Good point. Our friend Angel says, long haul, get rid of the police state. Its only purpose is perpetuating the status quo. That's why I understand and echo... Fuck the
1: police.
0: <laughs> police reform is a concrete first step, but it should not be the end. We've got lots of really good. Well,
1: know, I mean, look by right. looking at some of even just like how, like I said before, the, you know, how England and and, and and Northern, you know, Northern Ireland have their police force set up.
0: Yeah, Ray actually says something about that. Um, Ray's one of our uh, congregation members in Northern Ireland. Yeah and uh, said in Northern Ireland we have a committee called the Policing Board to hold police to account. It's born out of the troubles and mistrust of the police sections of the community. Um, something like this should become the standard.
1: It, it should be the standard and and, and I, I I think we could learn so much from Northern Ireland. Their peace process, uh, the Good Friday Agreement was mind-boggling and, 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 and amazing that they were able to do it and and realizing that these folks did not live through three or four or five days of what we're going through right now, but they lived through years and years of this, years and years of this social unrest of of, of people killing each other, blowing up buildings, uh, a constant constant war, and um, and they found a way uh, to find peace and and, and uh, from this dualistic system. And I think we could learn a lot. From that community, and and uh, and I hope people don't continue to brush that history of the troubles under uh, under the carpet because we definitely can learn a lot. I I actually last night started reading uh, the peace process, the Good Friday Agreement last night, uh, uh, to just kind of grasp an idea of of what can we take from this as a community, Mm -hmm. you know, and and having the police be overseen by. By a group was is pretty, pretty fan, pretty amazing, and the fact that you know a lot of them don't even carry guns. But you
0: know, America's know. not going to let that happen. Yeah, I know. That's a whole. That's a, a weird thing. That's a oddly yeah. touchy subject. Um, we've got lots and lots of good comments. Maybe this this might be a good one to kind of move towards wrapping up. Um, I can, I can echo this sentiment for sure. Ruthie says. My depression and anxiety have been at an all-time high since Tuesday. Thank you, Jay, for me to be able to watch you every Sunday. I can tell that you are having a hard time today, and I feel the same way. I thank you for giving me and other oh, giving me other ways to look at things that are going on. I'm having a hard time with my mental illness as well. Thank you for giving me comfort in
1: these trying times.
0: And I agree with her as well, Jay.
1: Yeah, and you're kind of having a mental struggle I right have now. I'm having a hard time. You know? I've
0: been crying a lot. I've been laying around. around. I've been sad. But yeah, there's just a lot. This is an overwhelming situation. It
1: is. Happen. It is. Yeah, I found myself yesterday. I got this quiet moment by myself, and I, I felt just like this sobbing feeling come over me. Yeah. You know? Yep. It was just like, oh. Uh huh.
0: I was at at work yesterday, sitting behind the counter, like, ringing people up, and then once the restaurant cleared, I just, like, started weeping, and then I just, like, cleared myself up, and then, you know, people kept coming, (laughs) and I just, like, uh, real quick, like, okay, I've got a a window to emotionally purge real quick. Um, Zoe asks, how's your health today, Jay?
1: How's your dad's health also? Um... Well, I mean, my dad uh, has had had a, sh- had a, s- a small stroke. Uh, they got the blood clot. He's been in bed for two weeks, which I know has been driving him insane. Mm. I have been sending him lots of pictures of my kids, which I know he loves. That's and, nice. Um, that's nice. you know, I'll get a little text, love you, Dad. So it, uh, hopefully that's him being able to text me back. It might be his wife being texting back on his behalf. I don't know yet. Um I'll probably try to call him uh, tomorrow So he can talk to the kids That's I have sweet. the kids tomorrow so That's nice Cool I think yeah a lot
0: of people are heading out now But uh, lots, of, lots of love is coming towards us From all over the place And everyone's feeling this Definitely everyone's being affected in different ways Right now And reacting in different ways and-
1: Well thanks everyone For, uh, for tuning in today um, It's a tough time Stay strong find ways to encourage each other you know you know mm. you know online right now you know if grace is what we teach here so maybe just look at ways and, and just say you know am I scapegoating am I practicing propaganda you know ask yourself these questions as we communicate with others with COVID you know obviously we're not out and about so most of our interaction is online you know but just look at those things, and, and, and how can we be compassionate? How can we help our communities? And um, That's such a weird who can we setup. reach out to?
0: That's such a weird setup, the whole COVID thing. Like, we're completely isolated, and then all of a sudden we're thrown into this
1: Yeah, this
0: unrest. It's insane. It's overwhelming.
1: So we who knows what the future holds? The 2020 has been a dumpster fire, and uh, I have a feeling we're in for a lot more, but... As, as, uh, as long as we're able to be here online, we will. And we love you guys, and we thank you for your support. And uh, I'm glad to saw that both my nephews, uh, James and Jonathan, were on here today. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's always good to see you. And um, we'll just keep the conversation going. Love you so much. Have a great week. Bye-bye.
0: We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com
2: slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. If you like that, you might enjoy the Loosen the Bible Belt podcast with Jay Baker and me, Kristen Becker. Hey everybody, Kristen here. A lot of my friends have been asking me, hey, how do we support the podcast? And it's real simple. Head on over to patreon.com slash loosen the Bible Belt. It's just a couple bucks a month and you get a ton of new bonus content coming out every week. I hope that Everybody is held accountable. I hope that there's an entirely new future force that comes out of this, or none at all, truthfully. Like, I'm almost to the point where, fine, just give us all a minute so we can all get our guns— Like, fine, you don't want to have police? And, you know, people talk about Obama, like, oh, Obama was going to change everything. Well, he didn't really, because once you get put into a machine that's working that much, there's only so much you can do and still remain inside the machine. Yeah. That's just the truth of it. So the machine has to be broken.
0: That was a post-Christian podcast.